Another fine week in the cabin in Crapper Creek. Podcast this week, the legendary Carmine Apice. Rocker joins us. Some fun stories there. Some more coronavirus insanity. Dr. D with some animal facts. Lovely Maria talks about um, things. Oh, we got a movie quiz with the mayor, and we're just getting started. All this week in the podcast. Live from Crapper Creek, Alaska, the podcast. Welcome back to the cabin on this uh, kind of a drizzly little morning. That's all right. Uh, in the heart of Alaska, so much wildlife. And that's why we bring this person in right here. The lovely, the talented, it's Dr. D. Thornell from Animal House Veterinary Hospital. You may remember from uh, Dr. D. Alaska Vet, the TV show on Animal Planet. Well, she's with us on the phone and joins us every week to answer pet questions. D., how are you? I'm doing great. Hey, we could be shoveling, so this is okay. You know, it's great. Instead of shoveling, uh, we're golfing, and I'll take it any day of the week. Uh, However, of course, now yesterday, driving out to the cabin in Crapper Creek, I turned the corner, and... Uh, they're like on my road, two red fox cross by me, and right behind them, two moose, all four of them on the road together. I'd never seen that. Wow. And um, I was a little concerned with the cats till I was told that, uh, well, fox usually don't eat cats. So today uh, we're asking Alaska questions. So the first question out of the gate, do fox, uh, uh, I was told that they don't like things that might fight back. Is that true or false? Well, nobody wants to do anything that fights back, um, you know. Right. <laughs> Look I mean, at the world right now. Sure. If you don't fight back, you're going to get overwhelmed. But if they're hungry, they will. I saw a cat one time looking for a shrew in our backyard, and there was a fox hunting the cat. <laughs> and I ran and screamed, and the cat ran off, and the fox ran off. But, you know, they're just like any other wild animal. If they're hungry, they're going to eat it. Right. But now what I've seen, the fox around I've seen all look really healthy. They're eating something. Well, yeah, because we're on our upside. We've got more birds out there. There's a seven-year uh, cycle right. where the birds go high and the fox are doing great, and then over some they overwhelm the amount of bird population, or something happens in the winter where the birds don't, you know, survive or eggs don't hatch, and then all of a sudden they're starving, and so then we see a real decrease in not only ptarmigan and spruce, uh, ruffled uh, grouse, ruffled grouse or spruce hens or whatever you might be hunting, right. Um, but so it all depends on the cycle. You know, right now they're fat and sassy. Yeah, there's a lot of them. A lot of a lot of uh, fox this year. Yeah. From what I, say. It's a, the, I haven't seen this many in a long time. I, I used to go a couple of years without seeing one, and now I see one almost every day. So there's a lot of fox out there, which means they're probably eating up all the rabbits and then everything, you know, and, and then oh the cycle God, there's changes. Tons of shrews. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they can have them. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. Next question uh, out there is, uh, what can you do to keep moose out of your garden? Is there something you can put in the garden? And besides, a, you know, monster fence or what have you, what can you put in your garden to keep moose away? Well, some people say you can put that blood blood meal. You can buy it at the feed stores. I think Alaska Feed has it, where you sprinkle it around and it smells bad, and they won't go ahead and come over it. Well, I call BS on that because <laughs> I tried that once, and they eat just as much cabbage and broccoli as ever. And um, I was also told that that actually, since it is made of like a protein and stuff, and it can actually draw in fox to your house. 
Well, fox, yes, but you're asking about keeping moose out of your garden. Yes, but aren't fox attracted to that scent that you're using to yeah. get moose away? Yeah, they might be. I don't know. I didn't see that many more fox. Um, I just, you know, the honest to God truth is you're going to probably have to put a nice fence up. And you can use electric. There's a lot of options out there. They don't like electric fence. They don't well, like it. <laughs> they don't like And but, you make it sound like somewhere there's moose that do. <laughs> well, well, you know, what happens is some of them just kind of bully their way through, like the bulls. They probably just would walk right through it. It pops, and then it stops, you know, busts the line, and then it stops snapping. So the ideal thing is to put something more solid that's at least, you know, four or five feet high with a nice piece of electric fence around the top that doesn't get in their weeds and Jeez. short out or anything like that. So, so you basically have to make your, your garden into like a, a Russian gulag. Yeah, I, you do. If you want to, especially if you want to grow cabbage, broccoli, right. any of those things, peas. They love carrot tops. Mm. I mean, okay, I've had go. people have their whole garden destroyed. All right. So one last question, and this came up uh, while golfing because there's a family of fox that live on the golf course, and they're all over the place, and uh, they love shiny things, as you know. And I had this yellow reusable tee. I hit the, and the fox was sitting right there watching us. He follows us around. He's like a gallery. He's not, uh, not 10 feet off. And he's just sitting there waiting for me to hit patiently, quietly. So that's very respectful on the golf course. I hit my ball. The tee flies up in the air and he almost caught it in the air. The second it landed, he grabbed it and took off. And I took off running after the fox. I eventually got him to let drop it and I got my tee back. Yeah. But the way he bounced around, somebody said, well, that's because they're more related to cats than dogs. Is that true about fox? Fox are their own thing. They're like coyotes. So uh, you can't really put them in a cat category and you can't really put them in a true dog category. They're their own. They do you know? act very cat-like, especially when hunting and prouncing. They look just like Wilson, my cat. When They, they hunt shrews the same way my cat hunts shrews. Unless they're hunting a, a bird. Then they're on the ground like a dog. Right. right. Then they're like, Shh. so they're, they're, you know, a combination. They're fun to watch. They are wildlife. Um, we are watching them. And I have not heard back from Fish and Game yet. Um, we do have some issues and questions if we are going to possibly have heartworms and if fox could possibly be a vector for that. I see. Okay. So that's, there's a lot of disease fractions that come with fox. You know, they are not rabies, vaccinated for rabies. So if you ever do see a strange acting fox that's, I get nervous when you say he's sitting there watching you because, um, you know, they've had these coyotes that have rabies and they're right in the, you know, playground with kids chasing them. And right. Well, these guys, I think, have just uh, become uh, too comfortable around people is what it is. They don't yeah. seem, they're pretty laid back. That, but, well, there you go. So more answers from the one, the only, Dr. And, D from Animal House. And for all, Hospital. for all you trappers out there, you now know we're, never mind, I'll just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Glenn, uh, just let you know we're all the fox are in town this winter. Sorry. Well, there we go. That Dr. Was... D, thanks so much. Always great to have you with us. Great to be here. From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, so I got another one of these weird lists about how life was way back in the olden times. <laughs> and so I thought I'd bring in the expert on those olden times. That would be my lovely wife, Maria. I'm not sure how to take that, but okay. 
<laughs> All right. Now, I think uh, a couple of weeks ago we did one, uh, How to Please Your Man. It came from like a good housekeeping magazine from the 50s. I, I hung up on you if I remember I, If I remember correctly, you did. You I called me a number of names that I couldn't repeat. One play name. On the it air. was one name, one right. name. Well, regardless, we couldn't <laughs> use it. I, I did use it on the podcast. I just couldn't use it here. But uh, an old marriage, there's a marriage test. Uh, and it came out in 1939, believe it or not. And it's supposed to tell you if you're being a good husband or wife. But most <laughs> of the tips obviously do not translate well. All I got to do is tell you that, guys, yeah, we had it a lot easier back then. Well, women, not so much. So here's the signs you're a good husband, according to the test. Uh, you're nice to her friends. You remember her anniversary or your anniversary. You're kind to her even if no one's watching. These are all nice, right? You ask for her opinion sometimes. I don't even know how this is a test. Uh, <laughs> you let her drive. You let her drive the car if she needs it. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And oh, I, I love this last one. I don't get it, but it says you read the paper out loud to her. You know. Because, you know, we can't read. Oh, this was like early old school mansplaining. Oh, my old God. Old school mansplaining. Women probably taught the men how to read. Right, right. Now, here's the <laughs> signs you're probably not a great husband. Flirting in front of her. See, I would never do that. Because <laughs> you know what would happen. <laughs> uh, comparing her to your mom. Oh, that's just creepy. Uh, or, uh, or previous wives, it says. Comparing her to previous wives. Talking about how life was better before you got married. <laughs> uh, not saying excuse me when you burp and criticizing her in public. Okay, oh. well, all of those are just just means you're just a shitty man. That doesn't mean you're a shitty husband. You're just a shitty man. You probably treat your mom and your sister the same. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> it sucks. Right. All right. Now let's get on to the wives. These are the signs you're a good wife, Maria. I mean, by 1939 standards, you always served. You always serve dinner on time. Yeah, you make it, and I serve it. <laughs> that's true. Okay, wait. <laughs> what? No, we're talking 1939. No, no, that still applies today. We gotta get back to old Didn't school. Say I cooked dinner. On oh, time. I love this one. Served get, dinner on time. I love this one. Get dressed up for breakfast. You know, like June Cleaver did. Uh, okay, um, no. <laughs> you're, a, you're a good housekeeper. I am, actually. You always put the kids to bed. Uh, mm. You run any big purchases <laughs> by your husband first. Oh, that make oh, yeah, okay. And you let him sleep in on the weekends. Wait a minute. I Wait let you minute. sleep yeah. in on the weekends. That's crap. <laughs> but here's the signs that you're just not cutting it as a wife, according to 1939 standards, Maria. Uh, not liking kids. All right. Okay. Uh, being late for appointments, letting your cold feet touch him under the covers. I, I don't even let you sleep in the same bed with me. What does that make me? Uh, being a bat, a backseat driver. All right. Come on. Every woman does that anyway. Uh, getting jealous. Uh, oh, and I don't understand this last one. Wearing red nail polish. You little whore. <laughs> Oh my God, those are terrible. Those are terrible. I love red nail polish. Uh, I, well, I don't wear nail polish. I know you don't, you got, but you, if you, you did. married the wrong woman, you want a nail well, polish? At least not in 30, not 1939, I didn't. I tell uh, you yeah, what. back then they were kept. Yeah. Nowadays, uh uh-uh. They were kept. I love that. Kept. Now <laughs> they they're were. woke. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> All right, I got to go. All right, I got one more. 
Glenn, I got to go. I'm serious. This one's much shorter. Seriously. I'm serious. We, we're doing two of them today, real quick. If I, if I decide to hang up on you, I'm hanging up on you. Wow. No, I'm serious. I am at work, working. These are things you should never say to your wife. Starting with, I got another one for you, another survey. Let's start there. <laughs> Go. See, you can't do these angry because then you're, I'm going to be frightened. Well, you're the one that called me. I'm, okay, hold on. All right. Remember, these are things I would never say. <clears throat> Hey, it's not cheating if it's with your sister. <laughs> okay, now any anyone should never say right. that. Uh, let's see. Uh, the fact that you have a higher degree than me but earn less money must be a real bummer, huh? Oh man! No, it doesn't make you look fat. It makes you look colorblind and completely out of touch. Okay, these are just things no man should say to a woman, regardless. That's of the, the idea. These are things you should never say to your wife. I agree with you. Whoa. You should never say to anybody. Whoa, anybody. whoa, whoa. Who let you out of the kitchen? <sighs> Happy birthday. Here's a Home Depot gift card. <laughs> hey, you realize the beer's not going to fetch itself, right? That's about the time I pull out a knife. Okay. Uh, and finally, your silk underwear just wasn't as comfortable as I was expecting. That's okay. I know someone else will appreciate it. Wearing your underwear? All right, that's just creepy. No, I appreciate the silkiness of it. <laughs> <laughs> another glorious morning in the cabin, and time to talk to another legend. We have this guy on our show every week. He's just uh, fantastic. One of the greatest drummers in the history of rock and roll, and he joins us here in Crapper Creek, Alaska to chat every week. The one and only Carmine Peace. Carmine, how are you today, brother? I'm good. How are you? Uh, everything's fine. Everything is just fine way up here. You're, we're way up here in the middle of Alaska. You're way down there in Florida and uh, here we go with another another round. Of course, we couldn't be we couldn't be further away. Now, last week we debuted uh, your uh, your rendition of the immigrant song that you and the crew from Vanilla Fudge did as a tribute, and you guys released that, and we aired that. Uh, you've been uh, ma- you, you seem to be staying in the headlines. I was looking at Blabbermouth, and let me read this: Legendary drummer Carmine Apice reflects on the passing of Quiet Riot drummer Frankie Benali. And uh, I, yes. I know uh, you hate seeing this and these guys going, and I know uh, you guys were tight. I read that last night. I said, wow, I didn't know I was, I was getting a, a blabbermouth on an interview I did, you know, the other day. Uh, you know, so he asked me, what do you think about Quiet Riot continuing without Frankie Benelli? I said, well, without anybody. There's nobody in the band. It's a tribute band now, you know, and oh. it is. You know, it's like, uh, I, I I don't understand how, you know, that can happen. But, it, you know, that's what Farn has been doing it as well, you know? You know, we've seen a lot of bands, uh, you know, the Four Tops and these uh, a lot of these early bands and do-up bands that, you know, have no original members and have maybe somebody that played with an original member before then still calling themselves that band. It doesn't that's, seem right, does it? Well, I mean, it's okay, you know, if they call it tribute to, you know? Right. But they don't. But you there's know, a but, lot of bands that do that. We've had bands come up and say, oh, you know, the so-and-so band is coming. We get excited uh, only to find out there's not a single original member. And you, you feel a bit yeah. shafted when that happens. 
You do. I know you do. Yeah, it, it, it's it's odd. Now, I think every band is going to have lineup changes. That happens. But when it gets to the point where the entire band is now no longer there for one reason or another, tragic or otherwise, yeah, I, I, I don't see how they can keep using that lame. Now, obviously, there must still be some uh, family members from the uh, the band that have some kind of say or, or legality, I guess. I don't know how that even works. Well... Yeah, I mean, it would it, it would be a family member or, you know, like the original members like Rudy Sazo, for instance. Now, Rudy, you know, doesn't want to be in Quiet Riot, so he's letting them do it. And then Chuck Wright, who's running it, uh, I believe Chuck played on one of the songs, but he wasn't really in the band until later, you know, much right. later. And... Uh, so it's really, you know, Carlos, Carlos Cavazzo is the other guy, you know, and he doesn't, he hasn't been in it. I mean, he should be in it. He's not doing nothing. No, I, I don't know what he's doing, right? Of course, you he know, I mean, that's, it, and then at least it makes it uh, it's a, a watered down drink, man. There ain't no substance yeah, to it. Yeah. Talking yeah. with legendary rock drummer Carmine Apice uh, from his home, of course, talking and uh, you know, we see so many legends go, and it's tougher for some of these bands. But yet, you look at some of them who have been able to hold on with their same lineup. What is the the most important thing? And some bands just can't mesh, and they go way before their time, or just because they couldn't get along. What is the, is there a dichotomy? Is there something that really? What is the one thing that the the glue that can help hold a band together when they break up? What is the one thing you see that causes most breakups of band members? Obviously, death being set well, aside. Well, it's just egos, egos. <laughs> is that is that what the, about egos? All right. So I mean, egos it's, and and lack of success and Those Yoko. Success. You know, we can throw Yoko, but that's not even not fair. Yoko. That's not even fair. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. But so you think egos is the big thing that gets in the way with so many of these acts uh, breaking up. And, you know, you see some bands that are just amazing and then they just kind of go away. I was a big Clash fan and I was so upset when they broke up because it was a big thing. Egos between Mick Jones and yeah. Joe Strummer. And then sadly, Strummer dies of a heart attack. Now you can't have a Clash reunion. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's sad to see. Carmine Apice joins us. Of course, you and your guys. Here it is, Vanilla Fudge. You guys from like the 60s, yet you still get back together and create new music. So you guys have been able to do it off and on. Is that maybe the key to success? Have lots of side well, projects? I, I think I think uh, that's part of it. We haven't been doing it the whole time. Like some of these, like Quiet Rise has been going since, you know, since the beginning. And they would lose you know? somebody and get somebody else and then lose somebody else yeah. and get somebody else. And now you have a band that calls themselves Quiet Riot, but they're not quite right. Right. And we see that time yeah. and time again. Interesting uh, perspective, Carmine. Well, so uh, before we let you go, what do you got? What kind of irons you got in the fire this week? You're always working on another project. And I know you're putting out the, uh, the next. What about the Supremes uh, thing? Well, we haven't worked uh, started on that yet. We're, we released the video and the single, uh, the immigrant song, on Tuesday. Right. So we got the video out. Cool. All right. And then, so that's an, another project in the works with Vanilla Fudge, though, is you're going to do like yeah. a, a tribute yeah. to the Supremes. Yeah. And the Cactus album is, is finished. Oh, that my God. Too. So, yeah, you've got we're plenty going, of irons. We're working on, we're working on uh, from the label to figure out which song to do as the first video. It's not going to be out for a while. All right, so uh, besides Cactus and then the new projects with Vanilla Fudge and helping out Kodiak, you really have nothing else going on. 
No, that's, that's all. it. That's all. No, there's that's... A, there's a, some other things. Well, then we'll let uh, we'll let you get to those, and we'll talk again next week. Great chat, Carmine. Okay, Always good to it. talk to you. Stay safe down there in Florida, and we'll chat again next week. All right, bro. There he is, the great Carmine of Peace. Well, this whole pandemic madness continues, which means so does our coronavirus insanity. Let's take a look. Here we go. Coronavirus. Insanity. These are always the more fun. Can we have some fun music for the background of this? Here we go. These are kind of the fun. I shouldn't say fun. Unusual, interesting stories out of the coronavirus. I don't like sitting here talking death and numbers and... I'm not here to bring you down. I'm here to do the opposite. Come on. It's a fucking podcast. There's plenty of those. You want podcasts that bring you down? There's a million. Conspiracy podcasts, political podcasts, blah, blah, blah. This ain't one of them. We're here for comic relief and comic relief only. Here's some of the weird stories. Uh, movie theater popcorn sales have tanked this year, obviously, and it's led uh, the companies that supply that popcorn to have like tons, and I mean tons, of extra inventory, and they don't know what to do with it or how to sell it. Movie theater popcorn. That's one story. Restaurants still trying to figure out ways to offer outdoor dining when it gets cold out. One restaurant in New York has installed space bubbles outside to keep people separated and warm. Here in Crapper Creek, that ain't going to happen. There's not, there's not a heated space bubble on Earth warm enough. <laughs> We're just going to have to deal with it. McDonald's stopped serving all-day breakfast during the pandemic, and it may be gone for good, kind of like the salad bar. A lot of the stores say that not serving all-day breakfast has just made them a lot more efficient. Ah, uh, the big New Year's Eve uh, ball drop. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's going virtual this year. Won't that be exciting? Actually, so the excitement level be, it'll be about the same as when Ryan Seacrest hosts it. You just won't have to go there. In fact, they're going to put up barricades to keep people out. Times Square. Doctors are seeing a huge increase in the number of people losing their hair during the pandemic, and they believe it's caused by stress. Yeah, let's blame it on stress. Let's go with that. Yeah. And a guy who had a two-week mandatory quarantine after he flew home to New Zealand. He was 12 days in and he was busted using a bedsheet ladder to escape from his fourth-story hotel room. Four stories. Couldn't handle it any longer. He snapped. He had two days to go. Now he's in jail for two more weeks where he won't be just crawling out of a window. That's kind of... <laughs> That's a real bummer. And then uh, here's another good one. A lot of quote-unquote city people have tried uh, their hand at camping. Hey, let's go try this camping thing. It's a safe vacation option during the pandemic. A lot of them don't like it. One campground owner said all they did was amaze at how many people complained about how many bugs there were and the lack of bathrooms. You're, you're fucking camping. You're camping. What did you think? Congressman in Argentina resigned after using kissing his girlfriend's bare breast during a remote session. He didn't realize the whole thing was being broadcast on YouTube. <laughs> uh, Want to get away? I was just licking a nipple. What? Is that? That's wrong, right? 
Was that bad? Now, it says his girlfriend. It doesn't say if he was married or not, because that would have added an extra layer of hilarity. Finally, uh, one of my favorites, the CD. This is what it's come to now. There's a couple more here. Um, Let's see. The CDC has made a couple issues. They've said the guidelines for Thanksgiving, they're recommending people keep it small. No in-laws. At least that's what I'm telling Maria. So don't fucking spill the beans on me, okay? And another bit of fallout is uh, it's come to this. The National Restaurant Association has released a series of training videos. And they're meant to teach servers and staff different methods to handle customers who freak out over mask requirements and policies and other pandemic rules. I think the class is called uh, Karenology 101. Or at least it should be. That's your insanity. Insanity. (laughs) From the farthest North Rock station in the world, it's the Crapper Creek Podcast. All right, live from the cabin, it's quiz time, boys and girls. Always a fun time of the show, and that's why we like to bring in, when we have a good quiz, we bring in Mr. Mayor. That's right, the mayor of Fairbanks, Alaska. Just a golf shot down the street here from Crapper Creek. It's uh, the Honorable Mayor Jim Matherly. Uh, Mayor, how are you? Proud to be in Crapper Creek once again. Oh, isn't it? It's a special, special (laughs) place this time of the year. It's very it's better than breakup time for crap. Oh, me. yes, yes. All the dead <laughs> rotting leaves and uh, yeah, animal right. carcasses. It's just, yeah. it's a special, special place. Oh, it anyway, really well, uh, I'm glad you took time out of your busy mayor stuff to uh, play with us on the phone here today. Normally, sure. we would play Yes or BS with you, but I have a different game. Uh, this is the uh, movie in one sentence game. I describe a movie in one sentence, kind of a synopsis in my own way. And you have to guess the movie, okay? Kind of like name that tune in one note or something. It's kind of kind of. For that. instance, I'll give you one as exa- an example. Man okay. shags woman, then ruins her daughter's wedding. Oh, oh, um, oh, can't remember. The Graduate. The gra- <laughs> oh, yeah, that was Dustin Hoffman. Right, it? right. And here's one. Yeah. Here's one. Man waits for bus and talks a lot. Forrest Gump. See, there you go. All right, and we're off and running. Uh, this right. is one of my favorites. Naked Austrian pursues a mother and child and becomes a hero. Oh, um, Terminator. A little further. <laughs> oh, um, Naked Austrian. Um, no, no, you're you're kind of right. The ter- oh, Terminator Two Judge. Terminator Two. There, that's what ah. we're looking for. See, you got okay. it. Well done. Well done, Mayor. Well done. Uh, world's best theme park becomes world's worst theme park. <laughs> oh, uh, Wally World. Uh, vacation. No, 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 no. Oh. World's best theme park becomes world's worst theme park. Yeah. What it, movie? It, it must be Disney. No, no. Jurassic Park. Jurassic <laughs> Park. Oh. oh. You got me on that one. Uh, I suck at this game. This no, I think you've done pretty good. Um, all right, all right. Elderly man persuades young boys to go on a long foreign journey. <laughs> um, elderly. Oh, bad grandpa. No, no. Lord of the Rings. It's Lord of the Rings. Oh, <laughs> no, you don't. You lose. Sorry. I was thinking Johnny Knoxville. Okay. All, right. All right. Lord of the Rings. All right. Lord of the Rings. You got me on that one. 
love that. These are good. These are good. I like these. Uh, cop has worst Christmas ever with a estranged wife. Lethal weapon. Mm, no, 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 no. Die hard. Die hard. No. Die oh, hard. die hard. I was thinking of, uh, you know, lethal weapon where he gets in the fight, you know, and all that. And, right. And no, no. Murtaugh. Okay. All right. You're, you're right. You're yeah. Wrong. Die hard. Uh, fighter pilots who like to play gay volleyball together. <laughs> Top Gun. That was a great scene. <laughs> and who could forget the guy flexing to check his watch? Tom Cruise. Remember he flexed it? Oh, yeah. Flexes the whole arm to check the watch, right? <laughs> I love it. That was a great scene. Yeah. Uh, disillusional astronaut ruins Cowboy's party. <laughs> uh, disillusioned disillusioned astronaut ruins cowboys party this is a fun one well uh, well as far as oh hold on parent it comes to mind don't uh, put too much into it no 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 you're wrong you're wrong can i just hit the wrong button Thank you. no what it's, it? it's toy is? story <laughs> oh i wasn't thinking animation you got me man you got me again. you gotta think about it uh that, here's it i'm gonna throw you an easy one all right. I hope so. Man cries over bloodied volleyball. Oh, uh, uh, castaway. Yeah. That is correct. Here's one. Girl kills local and steals her shoes. Girl kills local and steals her shoes. Cinderella. Wizard of Oz. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, here's one. Blinged out glove causes mass genocide. Blinged out glove causes mass genocide. <laughs> Is this a Michael Jackson reference? No, um, no, 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 not at all. Blinged out glove causes mass genocide. Uh -huh. I don't know. Uh, you got Avengers me. Endgame. Oh, Endgame. That's right. The, the crystal <laughs> things. That go to the, all right. Yeah, I deserve that. That's, that's, <laughs> that. That was really bad. That's a bad one. I'm sorry about that. I failed you. Uh, no, no, no. Boy, you're hard on yourself. Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. Guy tries to save Jim playing a game. Guy tries to save Jim playing a game. I have no idea. He got Jumanji. No, uh, a dodgeball. That was dodgeball. Oh, dodgeball. Right. Okay. Uh, let's see. We'll go with one more just for a time. Traveling boy kisses his mom. Oh, everybody loves that. Back to the future. Right. Okay. And finally, Pocahontas, but with blue aliens. Oh, uh, uh, oh, don't tell me. Hold on. James Cameron. Yeah, yeah. Um, Avatar. You Avatar. Yeah. Avatar. Avatar. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So that Avatar. was a fun game. You did pretty good there, Jimmy. Pretty good, right. buddy. Well, I appreciate that, Glenn. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Always. That's the <laughs> Honorable Mayor Jim Matherly from the city of Fairbanks on the way out here in Crapper Creek. Thanks for joining us today, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Wrapped up another good one. Thanks so much for joining us. We're going to do this again. Please tell your friends about the podcast, would you? Uh, if you listen, leave a comment wherever it is you listen whether it's uh, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever, uh, just share it with five friends as well. Let's spread the love, shall we, from the cabin in Crapper Creek, Alaska. My name's Glenn. It's been a great week. Let's do this again next week, shall we? You've been listening to Live from Crapper Creek, the podcast with Glenn, produced by Mike Cook. 
For the full morning show, log on to the live stream at xrock959.com. This has been a Glentertainment production.